unless we have the data to support something, we don't really know if people are going to want to buy what we have to offer. Maybe we're going after the wrong target. Um, maybe we just need to tweak some of the copy so that it appeals to the people that we're trying to sell to. So uh, there's so much that goes into it, but market research can really, really help you narrow um, maybe what your niche is. Um, and, and a lot of times it's just tweaking certain things, but we have to test. So I, I think of entrepreneurship as we're like little scientists that we're, we put something out there, we have to test and tweak and then try it again and test and tweak and get feedback. You're listening to Entrepreneur Journeys, where I share insights and strategies based on owning and managing businesses while traveling and living on three continents. I also interview business owners about their journey, what they learned along the way, and how that can help you with your business growth. For more resources to accelerate your entrepreneur journey, head over to gapologist.com, where I share resources, events, community, and more. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Today, I have with us Heather Zeitwolf. She's a CPA a profit strategist, a podcaster, and a community leader. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's so great to have you here. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you hail from today? I am living in Portland, Oregon. I've been here since 1995, but I am originally an East Coast person. So I got a little bit of that vibe in me where I'm like, kind of like, hey, get out of my way. But um, but now I've got sort of mellowed out uh, from being on the West Coast. Uh, you know, I'm from the East Coast, Heather. I'm, I'm not sure I appreciate that characteriz characterization of us. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been from the North part of the East Coast. I was, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Very good. And um, we've known each other for a little while, but this this is kind of like our first opportunity to get to know each other. So I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. So I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> now, the name of the podcast is Entrepreneur Journey. So we talk about your journey and what lessons you learned along the way and how that might help others who are listening today. Let's start at the beginning. Was there any indication when you were in middle school or before or shortly after that you would become a business owner? Oh my God. So my father, this was back in the East Coast, he had a, a seafood place. Of, um, it was a, you know, a, they sold seafood and they had a restaurant and all of that. So my dad had all of these uh, things with, this is back in the seventies. So it, it was the thing that you would write on to take someone's order that had the carbon paper and all that. And he had journals and all, I love playing with office supplies. So I just, I nerded out on that and I would just like make up things and I would try to create my own businesses. And I had my own theater in my house. Like I would create a, a an entire um, season of shows and sell tickets to my parents. And, and then I had this, uh, faux restaurant called the, the castle cafe. And I would sell, you know, meals to my parents. And so, yeah, it was kind of in me in a, in a weird way, but my parents, I guess, were my, my target audience at the time. Uh, well, that's a good audience to have. <laughs> so, so this is, um, this is interesting because I, I hear a lot of creativity there. 
and express. Oh yeah, I've always been creative. And then when I was in middle school, I really wanted to buy Smurf dolls. I don't know if you remember those little Smurfs. And I used to uh, take soap. I would I take my allowance and buy bars of soap, and then I would decorate the soap and and melt wax and and dip the soap into that and say make decorative soap. And I'd go door to door and sell those. And you know, so and then I made up made enough money to buy all the uh, these Smurf dolls that I wanted. So yeah, you, you know, you, you can be creative. People like to buy from kids. So, yes. you know, it's easier being an entrepreneur when you're a kid, I think. It does. You know, my children, we, we lived in a resort town in Italy when my children were young and they painted rocks and they, they found out people would buy the rocks. A tourist would buy the rocks. Oh, these poor little children, I'm going to buy these rocks for a dollar <laughs> or two. <laughs> We thought it was hilarious. You know, this, this was their business. They'd sit outside and sell rocks that they had painted. Yeah, and you know, kids can somehow avoid paying tax. I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah, we we don't. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. Cash business. You know, cash business. So, so Heather, I'm I'm hearing a teenager who is very right brained very creative, goes into a very left brain industry with being a CPA. How did that happen? Yeah. Oh my God. So I started off as a kid. I was really into theater. Uh, then I was into fashion. So I went to school for fashion design. And when I was in school, I, I'm sorry, when I was actually working in the industry and in fashion design, I discovered how much of it was about business and it wasn't about art and creativity as I had thought it was going to be. But I got really interested in business. And so I went back to school and studied, went to business school and studied advertising because I thought that was the most creative area of business. Found myself thinking that there was some unethical things about it that I just didn't really like. But I got into market research and I, I like that analytical kind of stuff. So I love creativity, but I also love the data and reports and forms like I just love that kind of stuff just like I played with as a child and um so uh then I was working in that and I've been a store manager I was a project manager and went back to school and studied accounting and then I decided you know what in my 50s if I'm not going to start my own business uh now when am I going to do it so I decided to become an entrepreneur in my 50s wow oh, that's awesome it's never too late no <laughs> Great. It's never too late. And I and I imagine you take this um, this this CPA training that you have. That's a lot of numbers. C combine it with your creativity, and you come out with with being a profit strategist. Would would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah. I love to you know. Besides, you know the things like the the typical bookkeeping and tax and all of that kind of stuff, which I do enjoy. But I love helping people be creative with their business and think of, you know, different ways that they can make money, um, open up ideas. I, you know, because I love marketing and advertising and all that sort of stuff and, and also systems and putting things in place to help people be more organized in their business and everything affects profit. So, um, you know, I come, I come to the whole situation with a, a varied background of all these different things and i mainly work with creatives so i understand how their brains think and they may not want to be like in spreadsheets all day like me so um, we come up with creative solutions for them to be able to uh, still understand what's happening financially in their business 
but maybe not have to do it through a spreadsheet. So, you know, utilizing creative things like dashboards and that sort of thing where it's very visual and uh, they can then, you know, because the more that they understand their numbers, the more um, power that they will have in their business. Right. And, you know, I've, I've had over 10 businesses and and the profits have been very unique. And, and the way that profit is made in each of those businesses is different one from the other. And sometimes, you know, saving money was a great thing because that goes right to the bottom line. And sometimes it's creating the culture. Sometimes it's working on the culture of the organization, which can increase the profit, which mm-hmm. which you can't see that on paper very well sometimes. That's why asking questions is so important. So, yeah, I mean, yes, financials will tell a story and you got to look in there to find, you know, you can you can understand a lot about a business from the financials, but it doesn't tell you the whole story. No. So, yes, you need to understand what's going on behind each thing. Why did they make a decision about certain things, um, you know, and, you know, if they're in growth mode, then certain things will make sense. Um, but if there are you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, when they get started, they're just they don't know which way they want to go. And they're just sort of trying a bunch of things and they might spend a lot on marketing and it doesn't really get them anywhere. And so, yeah, understanding like what it is that their goals are um, also helps. So not just looking at the financials, but understanding what's the decisions behind things. And oftentimes, you know, if they're starting out, maybe they don't really have any real solid gold, goals, goals. I was, I was going to say solid gold. Like the, you remember the TV show, solid gold, solid gold. gold. (laughs) Anyways, they don't, they don't have real specific goals around certain things when they're starting out maybe. And um, so really drilling down and understanding what it is they want to achieve. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, when I work with new business owners, we're looking at broad goals. Um, because it's hard to be specific, like you said, when you're just starting out. Sometimes you don't know what product or what expertise is going to have the most value in the market for you. So you, you kind of start out um, going on a path that's very wide, almost like a funnel, and you're, but you're starting from the small side as opposed to a, a client funnel where everybody comes in in the big side. No, you start on the small one, and as you go forward and you find out what gets traction, if you will, and what people want and what people will pay for, because it's great when your parents buy the food that you made, (laughs) but now go try to sell that to strangers. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. Well, you know, being that I have a market research background, I really bring that into Mm -hmm. um, helping my clients as well, because you, unless we have the data to support something, we don't really know if people are gonna wanna buy what we have to offer. Maybe we're going after the wrong target Uh, Maybe we just need to tweak some of the copy so that it appeals to the people that we're trying to sell to. So uh, there's so much that goes into it, but market research can really, really help you narrow um, maybe what your niche is. Um, And and a lot of times it's just tweaking certain things, but we have to test. So I, I think of entrepreneurship as we're like little scientists that we're we put something out there, we have to test and tweak and then try it again and test and tweak and get feedback. And so uh, it's there, you know, that to me is like the fun part. But at the same time, we also want to make sure that what we're putting out there is something that people do want to buy and that we are, um, you know, going after the right market that can afford what it is that we're trying to sell. So there's a, I call it 
your profiting superpower. So it's this alignment of where your passion, where your skills and where your target audience all kind of collides and what you can offer them. So uh, that's something that I work with my clients with. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about testing and, and trying things, and I, I am a big promoter of that because, you know, I started something and I, I've got private clients. I said, hey, you know what? This this idea I have with private clients, I, and I'm working with them. We're getting results. I can make a course, make a group course <laughs> and go from one to one, one to many. And so I put an outline for the course. You know, I, I got it out there. I put some time into it, some serious effort mm -hmm. into promoting it. And I got no traction. And it was like, thank God I didn't put three months into creating this thing. I put a week and a half into it of serious uh, focused energy. And I found out it, it wasn't going to fly at that point, the way I was doing it at that time in history. And so I pivoted. But mm -hmm. I could have spent three or four months putting together a complete program and then found out it didn't work. That would have been worse. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I I always say, you know, test the market and just see, put it, put your idea out there and see if people uh, even bite on it. Like, are they even interested in it before you spend all this time developing it? Because if you can sell it first, then at least you've proven that it's going to work in the marketplace and then you can create it. Um, you know, of course, it depends on what you're doing. But for me, like for my business incubator, I had an idea in my head. And before I was going to spend so much time developing it on like some kind of course platform or membership platform or something, I was just like, OK, I'm going to just going to get a free Slack account. I've got a Google Drive. I can use my website and I just used social media and DM'd people and said like, hey, I got this idea. Are you in? Do you want to do this? And, you know, I offered it at a lower price point. So they'd be like, okay, sure. You know, made it an easy yes for people so I could test things out. And then that's how I developed my community. And I was able to, to you know, as a trade, like, hey, I'll let you in for this low, low price if you give me your feedback. And um, that's what people did. And so I was able to tweak things and make things better. And so, um, it's been, you know, it, it's been a great ride. Uh, I started it probably, it hasn't even been a year, but, no. um, uh, you know, again, I, I like to do things scrappy. That's kind of my, <laughs> that's my motto, just to get out there and just get started and don't feel like you have to have all the bells and whistles of all the fancy software because people, really, people care about what, what the outcome is, what they get, you know, that's what they value. They don't care if you're using an expensive software and things look fancy. You know, they just want results. Right. And that's what they're paying for. They're paying for the results. They're paying for the implementation and results. And, you know, knowledge is out there. You can get knowledge now and on Google and search it and listen to podcasts and get all kinds of knowledge. What you can't get is the personalized help and implementation and accountability um, and someone to brainstorm with, someone to, uh, uh, I almost want to say shoot the, you know what, but shoot the, shoot the, shoot the. Yeah, just I, I, bounce I, ideas off of each other. You want to, yeah, you want to bounce ideas off of people because, yes. you know, as entrepreneurs, we have created, I mean, I have creative idea syndrome. I'm constantly coming up with new ideas and I have to keep them at bay because otherwise you can't get anything done if you're always like go bouncing around like a squirrel. But, um, 
<laughs> there are days when I do that. I have to reel myself in. But it's always great to be able to bounce ideas off of other people and just be like, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking about. And then they might be like, that, that doesn't make sense. Or how would you develop that? Or, you know, I don't know if I want to pay for that. You know, it's just it's always good to get out of your head and just talk to other people about it. And that, yes. That's one yes. of the things I love about my membership is that people get a chance to, to do that and also collaborate, which, you know, when you collaborate with somebody and I don't mean like making up like a, an official partnership. I just mean like have, you know, maybe do a, a Facebook live together or something where you can collaborate together where you're exposed to different people's audiences. Yes. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to be done as solopreneurs. We we end up doing a lot by ourselves, and and oftentimes we're we're consulting the space between our ears, and it all sounds pretty good right there. <laughs> and it's always good to bring it out and see what see what people think about it, you know, and and get their ideas and their impressions. Um, I recently got together with with the past guests of Entrepreneur Journeys. And it wasn't my podcast wasn't called Entrepreneur Journeys at that time. And I sent out an invitation and and a number of people showed up. It was it was so much fun. It was like a family reunion. And I said, I'm going to change a name. And here's the name I'm mm -hmm. thinking of. And they came back and they said, no, <laughs> they were very kind, very nice. I, the idea was Entrepreneur Journey, Entrepreneur Journeys Growth. Mm. And they said, kill the growth. Get rid of the growth. Entrepreneur journeys. Do that. And so, you know, there were there were enough intelligent people on that call telling me that that I listened to them, and it sounded great. I love it, and I'm so thankful that they they helped me out. That's an example of cooperation, collaboration. And I, exactly, yeah. And it's like a focus group. Yeah, had a mini focus group. Exactly. Yeah, it was great. It, it's fantastic. I used to run things like that. Oh, gosh, years ago, I'd get together. I had 110 people in my house one time. And that wow. was that was that it was a little bit tight. <laughs> um, but that that was fun. That was fun. Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time, build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, you're engaging with the speakers, hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guests and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, you will enjoy that same kind of engagement. It is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at gapologist.com. Tell me about your podcast. What is your podcast about? So my podcast is called Get Radical With Your Business. And it's gone through, you know, changes just like your podcast has gone through. You know, when, um, you know, if anyone is interested in podcasting, I'll just say that, you know, oftentimes we get excited about an idea and then we get in it and we're like, ah, maybe I want to tweak this a little bit. So 
you may see a lot of podcasts where they're the name of the podcast was something else and then they've changed it or they changed their branding and all of that. So that's what happened to me. So mine used to be called Get the Balance Right. Get the Balance Right. And it was um, named after a Depeche Mode song and anybody that listened to Depeche Mode. And but it made sense to me because I was an accountant and um, I liked the song. It had an 80s vibe to it. And but people thought it was like a yoga show or something, you know, so sure. uh, it was kind of confusing. So I changed mine to get radical with your business. It's always been geared more towards creative entrepreneurs. And um, I've had, you know, guests over the over the years. I'm, I'm at episode 119 I just released. And um, but, you know, I love now doing solo shows. In the beginning, I was a little afraid to do solo shows, but now I've stepped into that. And actually, those are some of my most those some of those are my favorite shows where I get to teach and talk about different topics and go in depth in that. But um, I've met a lot of great people through podcasting. I love podcasting and I highly recommend it to people if they you know want to use that tool to promote their business. But it is like having a second job. So just be aware of that. Yes. There, <laughs> there's a lot to do. <laughs> there's a lot to do. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's something that, that is good if it makes sense for your business, for you. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying they want to get into podcasts, but, you know, you got to be aware. Most podcasts never make it to the 10th episode. So right, right. You've, you've got to have your expectations right when, when you get into it. Right. And, and, you know, people are thinking like, oh, I'm going to become famous or whatever. Like it doesn't happen that way. So really, you have to look at what are your goals when you're podcasting. And for me, it is a way to meet new people. It opens doors. It allows me to have an in-depth conversation with somebody that I wasn't able to necessarily before. Um, I've talked to people that were, you know, big, big time people and SEO writers. I mean, people that probably wouldn't have given me the time of day before, but because you have a podcast, people will talk to you. And so you're able to, um, you know, ask them all kinds of questions and, and learn all kinds of things. So if you are someone that is curious, you have to be curious and, and want to like learn different things. And so it depends on what you, you know, you want to get out of it. If you want to be famous, I don't think this is the route. Maybe That's not the route. No. <laughs> well, let's, so what was one of the most important things you learned from one of your guests? Oh, so many things. I mean, I've, we've had different topics about social media. Um, it, 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 you know, it's changed over the years. So like for a while there during COVID, Clubhouse was a really big thing. And I was doing a lot of things on Clubhouse and I, you know, talked to people about Clubhouse. And at the time it was just like, I was learning so much about that and it was really great. But again, times change. Now the hot topic is chat GPT. And I just had a, um, an episode all about how people are using AI. And I had people send in recordings about how they're using AI. So I've learned, you know, Things change over time. So I've learned all kinds of great things. And um, uh, yeah, so it's continuing with um, having new guests. The last episode I had was um, about creating events for for um, promoting your business. So there's just there's so many things to learn as an entrepreneur. So podcasting is a great way to just learn all kinds of 
new great things to implement in your own business yes it really is and we'll have links for our listeners in the show notes so if you're interested in listening to heather's podcast uh, and subscribing you can find that all that information in the links there awesome great and how so how did the community come about oh well so the community is part of my uh my group program and i call it the rad pack because it's get radical with your business and um you know that it's uh it's all part of helping one another so it's a community where you know i I don't just let anybody into the community i want to make sure that people are going to have a positive attitude that they want to take action that they're going to um contribute in a kind way to the community so uh, it's a loving, supporting community. And, you know, I, like I said, I do it through Slack. So and then we meet every week uh, through Zoom. So we have uh, action sessions where we, we we kind of turn on our cameras, say what we're going to do and then go off and do it. We also do that with sales calls. We have strategy sessions, masterminds. So there's a whole variety of ways. So, you know, once you get to know each other, you really are there to support each other and be each other's cheerleader and and, um, you know, maybe somebody is like, oh, I've got a problem with SEO. Do you know somebody that is an ex- SEO expert? And they're like, yeah, you know, just it, when you just have a collaborative, nice environment, you can um, utilize each other in a great way. Yes, I love it. You can be in business by yourself or no, for yourself, but not by yourself. Exactly. Right. And yeah. it's, it's great. It's like having it's um, why companies have boards of directors. Right. The large companies, they they actually pay these people to come to a boardroom that might be in the Bahamas or might be in in the middle of downtown Manhattan. But they've got board members. And what they do is they direct the company. They talk about ideas. They find out, you know, they help with the direction of the company as solopreneurs and small business owners. Most of us don't have boards of directors. Right. (laughs) It can be expensive, you know, but a community and folks that you can collaborate with and say, hey, like we talked about before, hey, I'm thinking of this. Am I headed in the right direction? Do you think this is right? How can I tweak it? It's okay. Sometimes I'll go to a group and I'll say, you know, I've got this idea and it's it's, it's kind of formulating in my head. It's almost like the recipe is almost there, but I'm missing some ingredients and I, and I don't know what. I just have this feeling that I'm missing something. And the groups I've been involved with have been fantastic. It sounds like your group is would be a group I could come to with a question like that and say, you know, I just I just need a tweak and I don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, it's always really good to have a very diverse group of people, too, that have, you know, different backgrounds because they bring different things to the table. You know, of course, we, you know, when you're gathering information and I'm doing market research, you do like if you do have an idea and it's for a particular market, you do want to have the people that are in that market also give you feedback as well. So, um, you know, it's it's great to have other entrepreneurs give you like, yeah, that's that's, you know, but then also dig a little deeper. And I I like people I like my uh, clients to do informational interviews. So they find people that are in the audience that they want to serve and ask them particular questions so that they can get the feedback on if it sounds like it's going to fly or not, if they would pay for it, what are the words that they use to describe their pain points, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, I did interviews like that um, for the course that I launched on podcast guesting. 
And oh, it, it, okay. it was super interesting, Heather, because I, I talked with people and I didn't tell them what I was planning. I asked about their marketing. I asked about their speaking. I asked if they were comfortable on camera, um, things, you know, where their gaps are in marketing. How important is it to, to get in touch with new audiences and meet new audiences and questions like that. And some of the folks said, you know, I've answered 10 questions, but I have no idea what we're talking about here. <laughs> And I basically said, that's by design, because I don't want you to try to feed my ego. I don't want you to try to say, like if I went to my mother who loves me and says, Joe, that's great. That's fantastic. You're awesome. You're so smart. This is going to fly. Of course I would pay. You know, that's my mom. I don't. Right, right. I, I know what I'll get there. I want real answers. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like a lot of people, um, for for instance, like if I tell my family about certain ideas, they're like, but they're not on they're not involved in online businesses so that's like a whole different thing so right. you know yeah. you gotta make sure that you're talking to the right people that understand what it is that you're um that you're doing right what you're you, up to you, you gotta <laughs> talk with with the target market you gotta talk yeah, with the, exactly. the target audience yes exactly yes i don't go talking to mountain bikers what they think about surfboards <laughs> exactly right <laughs> well we have come to the point of the lightning round. I'm going to ask right. you. I'm going to ask you a few questions and ask you to come back with answers as quick as you can. Oh my God! Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. How has your entrepreneurial journey transformed you? Oh wow! It's transformed me in many ways. Uh, one of the greatest things, though, is meeting new people. And that's been probably the most exciting thing is all the doors that's opened and all the new people that are in my life. Okay. And what most surprised you as a business owner? Most surprised me that, you know, as a CPA in the beginning, I thought that I had to have this image of, oh, I'm an accountant. I wear a suit and all that kind of stuff. But really what people wanted was the real authentic me. And so when I started showing my face and then I have pink hair and or green hair or whatever color it is that week, people really um, like that. And they're attracted to the fact that I am authentic and weird and funny and all those kind of things. So um, so being yourself, don't don't hide behind something. So that's really, really important. Great. I love that. What unexpected challenge have you had to overcome? Oh, unexpected challenge. That sometimes your ideas that you think that are going to be like the next best thing, sometimes they just, they, you know, you, you put time and effort into it, just like you were talking about with your course, and then it just doesn't really pan out. But it's okay to pivot and be like, okay, well, that didn't work out. Let's try something else. And, you know, being okay with, um, you know, I let's just call it failure. You know, like, it's like, it's, Maybe that wasn't the right choice, but we learn from these things and we grow. So that's really the important thing. Yes. Yes. I often think that um, being an entrepreneur is a continuous process of solving challenges. Yep. <laughs> what? Sometimes there are software challenges, too. <laughs> Sometimes there are. Yes, there are all kinds, all kinds. Uh, what book has made a big impact on you and who would you recommend it to? Oh, 
Um, you know, I, there's a lot of, I love books. Uh, I would say, uh, the story brand books by Donald Miller, mm. uh, his whole series of books, th those have probably had a really big impact on me. Um, there's some different other like accounting type books that are around accounting and money and that sort of thing. Profit first, Mike McCallowitz. So I would say Donald Miller and Mike McCallowitz's books probably would be the ones that I would recommend. And I, I think those apply to every entrepreneur, everyone doing yeah. business. They, they apply to most, you know, um, some of those specific accounting books, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, no. But the other two, but the other uh, writers, I wish I had a female writer to say right now, but um, but those are the two that stand out to me. Okay. Yeah. Great books. I love the Donald Miller and, and everything he does about story branding and getting your message out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs in your industry? Oh, in, in my industry, like in accounting or just, or my clients industries? Why do we think about your clients? It's, it might be more broad and more, more appropriate to our audience. Okay. Yeah. Um, what would I, what would I tell aspiring? Okay that you are going to have to put in the work and the effort. It just doesn't do it itself. Leads are not just going to come trickling in. Sales aren't going to just come to your door. You're like, you have to actually put some effort into it and focus on sales because, um, you know, referrals are great. We want to keep clients happy, have them give us referrals, have some sort of referral program. Maybe you can have affiliates or, or commission or something, but have a concentration on sales because if the money isn't coming in, you're not going to stay in business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Now, this whole interview, is there any question I should have asked you that I did not? Uh, a question you should have asked me. Um, well, we didn't talk about networking, but I, I've put a lot of effort into networking. I think that's a really important um thing to do as an entrepreneur is get yourself out there. And I don't mean networking in a like a sleazy way where you're like going to some place and being like handing out business cards, like really get to know people because it is so important to have the human connections with other people and whether they buy from you or not, you never know how that person is going to be linked with other people. So just have more human connections with people, whether it's through a Zoom you know, uh, networking thing or in-person networking, but networking is so key because we want to connect with people in a human manner. We don't want to just like think about like, oh, someone's just going to click on a link and buy something. Like, no, we want to have a human connection. Right. And if I could recommend a book, I would recommend The Go-Giver. Oh, yeah. If okay. I have not read that, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yes. It's, it, I mean, if you're interested in networking and, and you think networking is just handing out business cards and saying, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Um, if that's what you think of networking or that's the kind of kind of things you've seen, <laughs> um, get the go-giver. It, it it's not a very large book and it's got great information, mostly about being of value to others. Mm -hmm. That's the way I, well, that's my personal interpretation of one line about that book. Yeah, great. Heather, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you so much taking the time to, to be on Entrepreneur Journeys. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it too. <laughs> now, before we say goodbye, I do want to know, as our listeners want to know, how do they get in touch with you? And at the same time, do you have any offers that you can offer to our listeners? Ooh, yeah. 
So uh, one of the things I advise my clients to do is to have something to invite people to and give them more time to be in your circle. So uh, give I say give them a little flavor of you. So I have events that I put on on a monthly basis. So if you go to getradbiz.com forward slash events with an S events. So getradbiz.com forward slash events. You'll see all the different workshops that I have coming up that are free that you can come and hang out with me. And now the, the titles may not sound so exciting. I have one that's all about profit and loss, but I promise you it is riveting. So, <laughs> and then I have other ones about sales and leads and pricing. And so there's a variety of different free workshops that you can come hang out with me. Oh, great. And don't judge the events by the title. Hopefully I've hopefully I've done a good job at making the, the titles enticing. It's uh how to read re, read rock and uh no, I screwed that t- title up. But anyways, it's it's they're all good. They're I all mean, good. Good. Well, certainly good. I would encourage you to go to those events cuz they're also free and I'm sure you'll you'll meet some great people there and you'll get more of Heather. If you want more of Heather, that's that's where you got to go. <laughs> Very good. And we'll we'll have some contact information in the show notes also. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Heather. Have a great day and a great week. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Journeys. Remember to subscribe so you catch all the episodes and check out the show notes for any free giveaways or gifts that were mentioned during this show. Entrepreneur Journeys is brought to you by Apexable, providing the insights, tools, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your show host, Joe Matz, and until next time, I hope your journey is filled with breathtaking views and successful outcomes.